If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Welcome to Least of These, where I cover the cases that need it most because every life matters and everyone deserves justice. I'm your host, Leah D, and today I'll be covering the case of Benson Zhang in Wausau, Wisconsin. Let's get right to it. In the fall of 2018, Heather Gardner was a working mom of two. She had just given birth to her second son, Benson. Benson was born on July 31, 2018. Heather, her boyfriend Jamie, and the two boys lived in Wausau. According to WAOW News, weeks after Benson's birth, Heather needed to get back to work, which meant she needed to find someone to care for her two boys. A co-worker told her about a friend she knew who babysat and Heather got in touch with her. The woman was 28-year-old Marissa Teetsort. Marissa and Heather shared the same hometown and kind of knew each other, or at least knew of each other, and Marissa herself was a mother of five. This must have made Heather feel at ease, and Marissa soon began babysitting her two sons. Marissa had been the babysitter for a few weeks on October 18, 2018, when Heather dropped the boys off that day. According to police documents, it was between 3.30 and 4 in the afternoon when she arrived. Heather dropped the kids off and went on her way. Nothing seemed out of the ordinary. Things didn't start getting strange until later that evening, when at about 5.57 p.m., Marissa sent Heather a text explaining that her name, her being Marissa, had been listed on the Wausau Pilot in Review. The Wausau Pilot and Review is a local online community news source. Each week, the Pilot and Review lists all the felony charges filed in Marathon County Circuit Court for the week with the offender's mugshot. 
and wouldn't you know that Marissa Tietzort hadn't made the paper for anything good, but her photo had made it to the crime corner of the paper. Marissa's mugshot was there big and orange, which read, Marissa M. Tietzort, 28 of Wausau. Felony charges filed October 11th include child abuse and recklessly causing harm as a repeater. Marissa went on to tell Heather in text messages that she had been charged with child abuse and that she was not to be in contact with children. She asked that Heather not tell anyone that she was babysitting her two boys. Obviously, this isn't the kind of text message you want to get from the person who is currently caring for your two children. As soon as she could, Heather and her sister went over to Marissa's to pick up the two boys. By this time, it was approximately 9.20 p.m. When Heather arrived, Marissa met her at the door with the kids, Heather's toddler and 11-week-old Benson. Marissa passed the toddler off to Heather's sister and handed Heather baby Benson. He was already strapped in his car seat and all bundled up in his snowsuit and hat. He appeared to be sleeping. Marissa didn't have much to say, which was strange, since according to a later interview with Heather, the two usually talked and Heather typically came inside the house and helped gather the boys' belongings while they discussed arrangements for the next day. But on this occasion, there was none of that. Marissa was waiting at the door. She handed off the kids and closed the door behind her. It was odd, but Heather and her sister seemingly shrugged it off and left. Besides, they had errands to finish up. So the sisters headed to the nearby laundromat to finish up their laundry. At the laundromat, Heather went to take Benson out of his car seat, and when she did, she found that he was cold to the touch and not breathing. Heather laid her 11-week-old baby on a table and began trying to revive him as her sister frantically called 911. As the 911 operator gave instructions on how to perform CPR, Heather tried desperately to save her son. Officers followed by EMS arrived moments later and took over life-saving measures. But it was clear to the officers and paramedics that 11-week-old Benson had been deceased for a number of hours. Though his tiny body had been removed from the car seat, it remained in a seated position, bent at the knee, indicating that rigor mortis had already begun. Benson Zhang was pronounced deceased, and with that, homicide detectives were called in. Detective Jennifer Holtz arrived at the laundromat and sat down with Heather and her sister to try and get all the information she could. Heather recounted what had just happened, how when she had gone to drop Benson and her toddler son off earlier that day, everything was fine. She told the detective about the text and how weird Marissa had acted when they picked the kids up. And Heather's sister admitted that in the middle of the chaotic scene after they had discovered Benson unresponsive, she had sent a text to Marissa that stated, You killed my sister's fucking baby. The text was sent at 9.50 p.m. and Marissa hadn't responded to the message. Detective Holtz took down the information and asked all the questions. But she was already all too familiar with Marissa Tietzort, and she already knew of Marissa's history of child abuse allegations. In fact, she was one of the investigators who was working the case Marissa had just been charged in nine days prior, the one Marissa had texted Heather about earlier in the day. And even that wasn't the only time Marissa Tietzort had been accused of abusing a child in her care. In fact, Marissa had permanently lost custody of all but one of her five children. The only reason she had the one at the time is because that child had been born after the other four had been taken away 
and it seems child protection just hadn't gotten around to removing the child yet. Though at the time of Benson's death, Marissa wasn't allowed access to her own infant, let alone someone else's. Marissa's history of abuse spanned almost a decade, and those are just the incidents we know about. Are you struggling to eat healthy this holiday season? Allow me to introduce you to Green Chef. You can eat clean all holiday long with 80-plus weekly options that change every week, featuring delicious, nutritionist-approved recipes. Choose from eight meal preferences with easy options for every lifestyle, including quick and easy, protein-packed, calorie-smart, Mediterranean, keto, delicious discoveries, gluten-free, and plant-based. Eat clean the delicious way this November with flavor-packed recipes like buttery lemon garlic shrimp, harissa apricot chicken, maple butternut squash risotto, and sriracha tamari beef bowls. Green Chef is the number one meal kit for eating clean with dinners that work for you, not the other way around. I know this holiday season I'll take all the help I can get, and I love knowing I'm getting clean, healthy foods that the entire family will enjoy. And not only that, my daughter loves to cook the meals with me. At this point, she thinks she's a professional chef. And at 12 years old, I'll take all the quality time with her I can get, even if it's while she's bossing me around in the kitchen. She's learning we're spending time together, and when it's all said and done, we get to enjoy a delicious meal with the rest of the family. What could be better than that? Right now is the best time to get Green Chef's best deal of the year. Get $250 off with code LEAST250 at greenchef.com slash LEAST250. That's $250 off with code LEAST250 at greenchef.com slash LEAST250. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. According to the Wausau Daily Herald, the first documented incident was back in June of 2010, when Adam, the father of her children, filed a child abuse injunction and temporary restraining order against her alleging she was using drugs and abusing one of their sons, who was around a year old at the time. He accused Marissa of leaving the baby in a hot car. The boyfriend claimed he stopped at home during a lunch break and found his infant son sitting alone in the car. And further, when he tried to bring the child in to cool down, Marissa wouldn't let him into the house. And at this point, it was clear the baby was in distress. He was red in the face and sweaty. But instead of letting them in, Marissa slapped her boyfriend in the face. About a week after this incident, Marissa left with the baby to go to a party in the middle of a rainstorm. The boyfriend came to pick up the child and Marissa did give him the kid but wouldn't give him the formula for the baby or the food stamps to get it for him. On June 30th, 2010, a judge had granted the temporary restraining order and a child abuse injunction, but declined to file criminal abuse charges. Over the years, Marissa continued to get into trouble with the law for multiple drug charges, receiving and concealing stolen property, bail jumping, resisting arrest, and obstruction. Fast forward to June of 2017. Marissa had been babysitting a three-month-old little boy. 
Marissa was an old friend of the little boy's mom and volunteered to watch the three-month-old and his three-year-old sister when their usual babysitters were unavailable. According to police reports, the mom dropped both kids off at around 3.30 p.m. June 7, 2017, and she picked them up at around 10 p.m. that night. While the mom didn't notice anything off when she got her children back, the next day, June 8th, she dropped them off with their usual babysitter, and the babysitter noticed bruising around the baby's eyes and that his left eye appeared bloodshot, and also that the baby had a lump on the right side of his head and bruising around his mouth and finger. The babysitter immediately notified authorities. The child was taken to St. Clair's Hospital and doctors determined that the baby had a skull fracture and other injuries to his head and face. It was determined that the injuries were not caused by one isolated incident and that they had likely occurred all within 48 hours. Investigators spoke to the child's mother who told them that Marissa Tietzort had sent her a message on Facebook while she was at work. In the message, Marissa claimed that the older sister was jumping on the couch while she was feeding the baby a bottle. The older girl had fallen and knocked into Marissa, which caused her to drop the bottle on the baby's face. According to Marissa, the baby barely cried, but did get a, quote, little bruise in his eye. How a bottle dropping a couple inches had caused a skull fracture, Marissa apparently didn't bother to explain. Anyhow, since the injuries had occurred in the time frame the baby had been at home and with Marissa, investigators asked the child's mother to come in and take a lie detector test. The mom did, and she passed and was cleared by police. Police also interviewed Marissa and her boyfriend, Adam. They claimed that was the first and only time they had watched that child and then repeated the story about the three-year-old in the bottle. Adam went on to say that he wasn't at the house until around 8 p.m., and Marissa had been watching the children alone. Marissa and Adam both agreed to take a polygraph, but surprise, surprise, they never did. Even after the police and the child's mother had repeatedly tried to contact them to arrange a time. Though police never bought Marissa's story, charges were never filed because there just wasn't enough evidence. A year after that incident, on August 2, 2018, parents of an 11-month-old girl contacted police in Wausau to report that their little girl had been injured while in Marissa's care. The child had extensive scratching and bruising to her face. Marissa had told the parents that the child had rolled off the couch while she was taking a nap and hit her face on toys on the floor. But the injuries appeared to be far more significant than what a tumble off the couch would cause. So the parents took the child to the hospital and doctors determined that the injuries were not in fact consistent with the fall from the couch. And of course, this was the incident Detective Kimberly Hulse had been investigating when she got the call that a child in Marissa's care had been found deceased. The charges in the case for the 11-month-old girl had been filed by the Marathon District Attorney's Office and Marissa had an impending court date. With all of this knowledge in the back of her mind, Detective Hulse went to Marissa's apartment to talk to her. Officers knocked at the door and eventually forced entry, but Marissa nor her boyfriend Adam were home. But it didn't take long for investigators to track them down to a local motel. It was 4.15 a.m. when investigators arrived at the Plaza Hotel in Wausau. They separated Adam and Marissa and both told different stories. Let's start with Adam first. 
When investigators initially arrived, it was clear that Adam believed they were there about the 11-month-old girl that had been previously injured, and he was frustrated that they had interrupted their night at the hotel. He told the officers that he had been gone hunting all day, and when he had gotten back to the house that evening, everything was fine. He had gone to get Benson from where he was napping in a pack-and-play, and the baby was fussing and whining when he took him out of the makeshift bed. He went on to say that he, Marissa, their baby, Benson, and Benson's toddler brother all went to McDonald's and ate in the restaurant before heading back to the apartment. Not long after they got back, Heather came and picked the kids up. Officers let Adam tell his story, and then they broke the news that Benson was deceased. He appeared to be genuinely shocked and told officers that he had no idea anything had been wrong with the baby at any point. The holiday season is around the corner, and with it comes gift-giving, lots of great food, and of course, dreaded holiday portraits. And you know anytime portraits are involved, your skin is going to decide now is the time to break out, or that wrinkle is going to decide now is its time to shine. Like last Christmas when this one wrinkle on my forehead decided to take center stage in every photo. Literally every one. We are not doing that this Christmas. While we can't control other aspects of the holidays, we can make sure you feel confident and camera ready for your photos. That's why I'm excited to partner with Apostrophe. Apostrophe's goal is to help you feel confident in your own skin. Whether you're dealing with breakouts, signs of aging, or acne scarring, Apostrophe will help you love the skin you're in. Apostrophe is an online platform that connects you with an expert dermatology team to get customized acne treatment for your unique skin. Simply fill out an online consultation about your skin goals and medical history, then snap a few selfies and a dermatology provider will create a customized treatment plan just for you. I just got my customized treatment in earlier this month and I'm already seeing the results. I told y'all a few weeks ago that that dreaded wrinkle has gone from lead role to supporting actor in just a few days. An update? It's almost gone. And we're still loving our sunscreen from apostrophe. If you're looking for a customized skincare routine, right now we have a special deal for our audience. Get your first visit for only $5 at apostrophe.com least when you use our code least. That's a savings of $15. This code is only available to our listeners. To get started, just go to apostrophe.com least and click get started. Then use our code LEAST at sign up and you'll get your first visit for only $5. Thank you, Apostrophe, for sponsoring this episode. Detective Holes spoke to Marissa and got her side of the story. Initially, Marissa denied knowing that anything was wrong with Benson. When told that Benson was deceased, Marissa kept repeating that she didn't know what had happened. It wasn't so much what she said, but the lack of emotion when she said it. Marissa tried to appear upset, but at times throughout the interview, she actually smiled and laughed. There were no tears and she didn't appear to be shocked or surprised in any way that this child was now dead. She explained that they had gone to the hotel to go swimming and not because they were trying to run away from anything. 
Marissa kept insisting that she didn't know the baby had died when they left for the hotel and that she had never received that text from Heather's sister telling her that Benson was gone because her phone was off. But Detective Holes knew Marissa's phone wasn't off since investigators had actually tracked Marissa and Adam to the hotel through Marissa's phone and the phone had to have been very much on for them to be able to track her in real time. When confronted, Marissa doubled down about the phone, but Detective Hulse was having none of it, and eventually Marissa confessed. Not that she had done anything, but that she knew Benson was deceased before Adam ever even got home from his hunting trip. Now cut the crap, Marissa. This is the third time we've had a discussion with you about a child, an infant in your care, and now one is dead. One is dead. Then who did? No one. He was fine. Did Adam do something to him? No, no one did anything to him. He was fine. Babies don't just die. Babies don't just die. I would not kill a baby. I'm sure you didn't mean to, Marissa. Sometimes it's not what you do, Marissa. It's sometimes what you, you don't do. And maybe there was something you just didn't do tonight. Check on. So start, start over. Well, it was like um, after 
when um before Adam got there, he checked on me. Did you know that? But I didn't kill him. I know. Oh my god. How how did you know? Huh? How did you know? Just because it was been that. Um. Well, he does sleep that long anyway, but. I don't know, it like felt cold. And I was scared. I'm my sure. boyfriend wasn't there and everything, so <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure it's scary. How did you find him? How was he laying? I put him on his belly. Okay. And how did you how did you find him? How was, was like just just on his belly. Where was his face? Uh in the um uh, like this. Face down. Mm -hmm. Did you? I'm just trying to. So, if this is his face mm -hmm. and this is his back, and you put him like this, mm -hmm. and you didn't find his head turned anyway, it was just straight down. I think it was. Is there anything coming out of his mouth? There no. Any? And he felt cold then, mm -hmm. and that was before Adam got home. Mm -hmm. But that baby monitor it was like almost a hundred dollars, and like when they make any noise, they're like you can hear it. And that has like the um, camera thing. So you're saying that didn't work? No, it worked. It worked. Yeah, you just left him alone for too mm -hmm. long. Okay, you went to McDonald's. No, I brought him back. Where did did you put clothes on him? Did you? Put a snowsuit on. Put a snowsuit and hat on. And Adam didn't notice that he was dead. He probably just thought he was sleeping. Did you check for a pulse? Did you see if he was breathing? Or did you feel his skin was cold? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he just wasn't making any noise. What did you think was going to happen when Heather came to pick him up? Uh, like, did you think she wasn't going to notice, or? Oh yeah. That she was or wasn't going to notice. She was going to notice. Did you try to do anything to revive her? Uh-uh. Try to do CPR? Or... No, I don't know how to do that. Help me understand the uh, discovery of their... Yeah, why, why didn't you call police? Because I was scared and my boyfriend wasn't there. And I didn't want my baby, our baby taken. <laughs> we do have an arrest warrant for you based on your other child. So we're going to be taking you into custody. Can I smoke a cigarette? Sure. Thank you. But we're How gonna... am I going to get out? Marissa was claiming that Benson had died not because she had done anything, but because she had left him alone in the pack and play. She suggested that he must have suffocated and was face down when she came in to get him. And for all the whining you heard as she told her story, I'd like to point out again that there were no real tears or emotion. In fact, at times when Marissa appeared to be upset, she was actually smiling. And this bitch laughed about not knowing CPR. Though she wasn't telling even close to the whole story, just what she admitted to was deeply disturbing. According to Marissa, she had found this child deceased not attempted to call for help, give the baby CPR, or do anything that might have saved him. 
and instead dressed him in a snowsuit and hat and carried a dead child into a McDonald's with other children and her boyfriend, ate dinner, and then handed a mother her deceased child, all while pretending everything was okay. Surveillance video taken from the McDonald's showed Marissa carrying Benson in his car seat, like she didn't have a care in the world. And watching the video, if you don't know what's happening, it literally looks like a family out to dinner. Marissa claimed Adam had no idea and that she hid it from him. And judging by his reaction, it appears Marissa might have been telling the truth about that one detail. But only that one detail. Marissa agreed to go with detectives back to the apartment for a reenactment of how she had found Benson before they carted her ass off to jail. She wasn't being arrested on charges related to Benson. However, these were the child abuse charges stemming from that prior incident with the 11-month-old girl, who Marissa claimed had fallen off the couch. Once they were back at the apartment, Marissa walked detectives through the moment she laid Benson down through when she went to pick him up from his nap. And again, Marissa showed zero emotion as she described Benson's last moments on Earth. Again, she giggled and smiled as she talked. Investigators also discovered that the baby monitor she claimed she had just purchased and used the day Benson died was actually unplugged. Maybe it's possible she unplugged it after every use, or maybe Marissa was caught in another lie. Either way, Marissa was transported to the jail, and Detective Holtz would soon know exactly how truthful Marissa had been and what caused Benson's death. And once the autopsy results were in, it was clear that it had nothing to do with unsupervised or unsafe sleep. According to police documents, the following day, on October 19, 2018, Benson's postmortem exam was completed, and forensic pathologist Dr. Robert Corliss with University of Wisconsin Hospital determined that Benson had died from multiple blunt force head injuries with multiple impacts to the head. The medical examiner found at least three separate blunt force injuries to the baby's head, which had all occurred at or around the time of his death. These injuries were so severe that they would have immediately incapacitated the little boy. So there would have been no type of interactive activity after the injuries were sustained. No crying, eye contact, eating or drinking. And further, the force used in the attack on Benson was so severe that his tailbone had been fractured to the point of breaking off and becoming displaced. What kind of monster attacks an 11-week-old baby? Needless to say, investigators wanted to speak to Marissa again because they knew without a shadow of a doubt that her initial story was bullshit. So on October 20th, 2018, Marissa sat down again with investigators and initially claimed once again that she hadn't done anything to hurt Benson. But eventually, she broke down and made a confession. Okay, I need you to, to prove that you're being honest. What I want you to do is tell me exactly what you did. And if it matches up with the injuries that I saw, then, then I know that we've got a caring person here who is sorry for what she did. I am. I'm Frustrated. Sorry. And that frustration going, is it your bedroom? Mm-hmm. And the pack and play is right there next to the bed. Mm-hmm. And were you standing right next to the pack and play? Were you standing by the door and just threw no, him in there? I mean, that's the pack and play. Like, 
or Fry is touching the pack and play like this, or was the pack and play like that far away? And you're just... Oh, no, not like that. So, yeah. can you show me? Mess. Just throw it. Just throw them in. Yeah. Was it with all your force, all your strength? You just threw them in there? I don't know. I think so. You think so? So you, with all your force, mm -hmm. just like that, as hard as you could. Not really as hard, but. But hard enough. Some multiple injuries. Yeah, I promise you, I do not know where he got the injuries. Love it. Did you grab him by a hand, by a foot? Oh. That's why I asked you, Marissa, how were you holding him when you threw him into the pack and play because he has some other injuries? Frustrated and what 
shocked you was the fact that you threw him mm -hmm. into the pack of play mm -hmm. very hard. Mm -hmm. Maybe not with all of your strength, mm -hmm. but you were really frustrated. Mm -hmm. And he tumbles into the corner, maybe hits his head on the corner, and then you stand there and he cries for a little bit. No, I just had for a couple seconds. A couple seconds. And then in the middle. And then you take him from the corner. Mm -hmm. He's no longer crying. Right. And you just set him face down in the center. Find your old one if he wasn't crying. I scared. Were they dead at that time? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So they wasn't doing anything? Marissa was now claiming that she had become frustrated and threw Benson down in the pack-and-play. But even with that admission, all of Benson's injuries weren't explained. But it was as close to a full confession as investigators were going to get out of her. Marissa Tietzort was charged with first-degree intentional homicide. She initially pled not guilty and was held in jail on a $500,000 bond awaiting trial. And she wasn't happy about it. Marissa wrote a letter to the judge requesting her bond be lowered. The letter read, and I quote, This Marissa Tietzort, and I want a bond reduction because this is crazy that I don't get half signature bond and half cash bond and lowered. Like really, I'm not a monster or whatever. I love kids and I'm a mom to five kids, plus I'm now pregnant with my sixth kid. I'm five months pregnant and not getting the food or medical treatment I need for my unborn baby. Want to see if I can get ankle bracelet till get an attorney and or ankle and something. I'm not a bad person or anything. Also go to the methadone clinic here and have been sober four years. Thanks, Marissa. But she really was like a monster and a bad person or something, so the bond reduction was denied. And yes, you heard that right. At the time Marissa murdered Benson, she herself was pregnant with her sixth child. The sixth child she wouldn't be allowed to take care of, but her sixth child nonetheless. And apparently, the judge wasn't the only person Marissa attempted to charm with her impressive letter-writing skills. According to police documents, Marissa wrote multiple friends, family members, and even strangers from behind bars convincing them to put money on her books so she could buy herself snacks at the commissary. In one instance, she had convinced an entire stranger that she was in love with him and that she intended on living with him and having sex with him, all so he would put money into her jail account. And even while yucking it up with her new jailhouse pen pal, Marissa told longtime boyfriend Adam that he was her one and only and she was absolutely not taking money from or speaking to any men. She was able to convince Adam to keep money on her books as well. Time ticked on with Marissa writing her pen pals from behind bars, and eventually there was some question as to whether or not Marissa was competent to stand trial. The judge ordered a competency hearing, and in September of 2021, Marissa was found competent to stand trial. At that time, her initial plea of not guilty was changed to not guilty by reason of mental disease or defect, the defense claiming that past drug addiction had damaged Marissa's brain. That plea was eventually withdrawn weeks before the trial was set to begin, and instead, a plea deal was struck. Marissa pled guilty to the lesser charge of first-degree reckless homicide in Benson's case and child abuse intentionally causing harm in the case of the 11-month-old little girl Marissa abused before murdering Benson. 
She was later sentenced to 37 years in prison on the murder charge and three years on the abuse charge. She is currently serving her time at Tochita Correctional Institution in Fond du Lac, Wisconsin, with a projected release date of October 2055. She will be 65 years old at the time of her release. In all the instances of abuse we know about, Marissa Tietzort waited until she was alone with a defenseless child before she attacked. She didn't want anyone to know what kind of monster she truly was. She chose victims who couldn't tell anyone about their abuse, only attacking the children in her care who weren't capable yet of speaking. I don't think that was an accident. At one point during his interview, her boyfriend Adam actually said, quote, That's why every time this shit happens, I'm never around. And that's why I told her I didn't want her watching any kids. She was the type of predator we like to pretend doesn't exist. A mother, and I'm using that term very loosely, who went on and on about how much she just loved children. But deep down, Marissa was a master manipulator and selfish to the core. Sure, she liked children, but only what they could do for her. And anytime they got in her way or hindered whatever it was she wanted to do, she lashed out. Even in the midst of being investigated by authorities for child abuse, Marissa continued to abuse children. This type of predator can be a little trickier to spot. We all have these preconceived notions of what evil looks like, and on the surface, Marissa didn't appear threatening. And the truth is, she wasn't, which is why she chose victims that couldn't fight back, even if they wanted to. While Marissa didn't outwardly scream monster, the signs were there. Adam saw them, and some of the parents saw them too. Benson's mom, Heather, spoke to WAOW News and revealed that just days prior to Benson's death, she had taken him to the ER after she noticed that he had a scratch or an injury in his mouth. According to Heather, she told the doctors that she didn't know if he was being abused by the babysitter. The doctors told her not to worry. She felt something was wrong, but she tried to push that out of her mind. Because who wants to believe that anyone is capable of abusing an infant? So she brushed it off. But taking Benson back to Marissa's is a decision Heather will regret forever. Heather told the outlet, You as a parent know your child the most, so if you think that something is wrong, no one is going to know better than you. And Heather is right. If you suspect a child is being abused, reach out for help. It's better to report it and be wrong a thousand times than to be right once and not report. For resources and more information about how to safeguard the children in your life, visit earlyopenoften.org. And when trying to find a child care provider, leave no stone unturned. Run background checks on everyone in the home. Talk to other parents. Show up unannounced. And if you feel even the slightest thing is off, find another provider. A full list of tips are available at childcare.gov. I'll be sure to drop a link for both resources in the show notes. That's all for this week, but I'll be bringing you an all-new case next Thursday. In the meantime, you can find me on Instagram at least underscore of these or my Facebook at least of these podcast. You can get all your episodes ad-free just the way you like them for just $2 a month. And as a member of Patreon, you'll be the first to be notified when new tiers will be launched with exclusive episodes and a few bonus surprises. Head on over to patreon.com slash least of these to support the show today.
Thank you for listening. Thank you for caring. If you know something, say something. And until next time, be good to each other. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com